to Sunday Morning, a weekly podcast presented by Church Without Walls of Greer. Jesus, we thank you and praise you and bless you and lift up your holy name. Thank you for all you're doing and all you're going to do, Lord. Thank you for helping us over Thanksgiving and, and pray you help us into the Christmas season and help us to lift your name so that all men can be drawn to you. We praise your holy name. Amen. I was reading this morning about Zacharias. Zacharias? Is that how you said it? And Elizabeth? Yeah, Zacharias. You know, he was a priest and you know, he that that was the parents of John the Baptist. So mm-hmm. he was a priest. He was a the the priest went through and fulfilled the position of high priest on a schedule. So he was in that role because he was going had gone into the Holy of Holies to do his priestly duties. And everybody was standing around outside because everybody always waited outside the temple for the priest to come out or for him to die. So they had to draw, you know, pull him out by the rope that was tied around their ankle. <laughs> if, if the bells stopped ringing, then they'd, they'd start pulling <laughs> because <laughs> apparently they'd done something bad and the, in the, being in the presence of God had killed them. Um, so that didn't happen to Zacharias. <laughs> He was in there, and all of a sudden, Gideon appeared to... Not Gideon. Not Gideon. I was thinking about Gideon the other day. Uh, Gabriel, the messenger angel, appeared to him and said, You know, God recognized that you're righteous, and that your wife is righteous, and that you're barren, and you know, you're going to have a child, and you're going to name him John. <laughs> and so Zacharias is like... Um, all right, but I'm really old and so is my wife, so how do I know this is going to happen? And Gabriel apparently took a little bit of uh, offense, not really, but a little bit. He was like, I'm Gabriel, I'm the messenger of God, you know, I come and I give good news to people and I tell people stuff. And since you didn't believe me, you're not going to be able to talk until the child's born and you name him John. <laughs> and that was it. No more sounds came out of Zacharias's mouth. He finally came out and people were wondering about him because it had taken him so long. And when he came out, he couldn't talk. And they're like, he must have had a holy visitation. So, you know, eventually went home. His wife was pregnant. You know, it was pretty cool. Then the story of Mary going and, you know, because she was not far, quite as far along as, as Elizabeth and, you know, all that. We'll talk about that another time. But when John was born, everybody was talking about, well, what are you going to name him? You know, Elizabeth, what are you going to name this child? And, you know, she was like, well... You know, thought about naming him Harry or Bob or, you know, after Uncle Ben or, you know, Abram or, you know, after the great father or, you know, and Zacharias said, give me a chalk. Give me, give me. So he took a chalk and said, his name is John. 
and then he could talk. <laughs> and they're like, why would you name him John? Nobody in your family's named John. <laughs> Which is part of what the, t- the test was, I think. I don't think it mattered if he was named John the Baptist or Ben the Baptist or Zach the Baptist. It was the fact that nobody in their family was named John and... And uh, Gabriel's like, you're going to name him John because that'll prove that you believed what what I said. (laughs) So, what's the point of telling this whole story? I mean, it is the the beginning of the Christmas season, so, you know, that that happened at the beginning. Um, But the real point is, how often... Do we disbelieve God when he tells us something or shows us something and then we're silenced as a result of it? Now, we may not be silenced in our actual physical voice, but it's like all of a sudden what we say doesn't have the impact on other people that it normally would. We don't speak into their lives anymore. Something, you know, it's like God saying, if you're not going to believe me, then it's cut off. You know, and it, and that happens, you know, if, if we're not careful, if we, if we have disbelief for what God shows us, you know, he's not going to, he didn't harm Zacharias. He didn't hurt him. He just said, no, you're not going to talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And does that happen to us? If God shows us something and we disbelieve it, does that effectively mute us spiritually? Hmm. You know, in in everyday life, we may not notice it as much, but, you know, if you're, if you're, have any type of situation where you, you know, talk to people like this or, you know, have one-on-one counseling or, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it might impact you. So it's definitely something to consider, you know. It would, I think. Well, it, it will impact us regardless because if we have disbelief, <clears throat> if we disbelieve God, then we're... We're, you know, going to be in a battle of, of doubt, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that Zacharias had a lot of time to think. And, you know, he may have been a talker. I don't know. It may have been a blessing. He, he was a priest. He may have been a talker. Mm-hmm. He, he may have talked a lot. He probably talked to a lot of people. So when he was silenced, it was like, he had a lot of time to think, a lot of time to consider. You know, we don't know what might have come out of that. So, the uh, we just have to you know think about that. That if you have if you if God shows you something, now it's not to say that we can't question it because. Gideon questioned the angel of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, 
the angel of the Lord said, well, this is what I want you to do. And he's like, um, I'm going to put a fleece out on the ground. And if in the morning it's dry and the ground's wet, then I'll know. And he came and it was dry and the ground was wet. And he said, well, just in case, tonight I'm going to put the fleece out on the ground. And if it's wet and the ground's dry, mm -hmm. then I'll know. And the angel of the Lord said, fine. <laughs> you know. So it's not that it's... That you can't question what God shows you. You know, don't take it as that. Yeah, well, he he questioned a lot. <laughs> yeah. He said, well, I'm not sure about that, so make it the opposite. Yeah, so, you know, but just be... But it says specifically that Zacharias doubted God. It wasn't even that he questioned, it's that he didn't believe him. So if God shows you something, you might want to believe it. Now you can ask about it, you can question it, you can you can say I I don't understand the details of this God. What are you are you showing me? And he God may or may not, you know, provide more information. Sometimes God says boom and you're like boom? Nobada? No. <laughs> and then he just said boom. And you have to figure it out from there. Sometimes God says, all right, I want you to go left here five feet. I want you to go forward two feet. I want you to turn right 90 degrees. I want you to back up three feet. I want you to turn right 45 degrees. I want you to go forward eight feet. <laughs> and you're like, what am I doing? And then when you're all done, it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So, you know, God doesn't necessarily always reveal things the same way yeah. you know we don't always have I was reading something earlier about somebody had posted about the Greek root of the word epiphany you know in the Old Testament when when the spirit of the Lord would show up they'd have an, an, an epiphany ep, whatever it's the root, root word of epiphany which meant that there was something that shook them that rattled them that was like boom here's this big awesome thing that has, you know, has been revealed, this revelation and and it's crucial and critical and changes life and changes my whole perspective. And you know, God doesn't necessarily always come to us in an epiphany. Sometimes God just says in a still small voice, you need to you need to give five dollars to that person. Or you need to smile at that person. Or you need to help that person with their grocery bags. Or you need to pray for that person. And you're and you're like, God, they're gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> now, if in that situation God says you need to pray for that person, and you say, Uh uh, I don't think so, God, then you may not hear anything for a long time. Or you might be muted and unable to say, you know, to pray for somebody for a long time. Until you come to the point where you're like, okay, I'll pray for that person even though they're long gone. I don't even know who they are. Because sometimes you have to 
go through the obedience before God says, all right, now you believe me, so good. So, yeah, we got to think about that. So, you know, it's just something to consider. So don't, don't, don't doubt when God, you know, something I figured out finally after many, 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 many moons, several decades, and I finally figured out if I think God is showing me to do something, or talking to me, or telling me, or, you know, motivating me, moving me, prompting me, whatever the word is you want to use, and I do it in good faith, trying to do what I think God wants me to do, he's not going to get mad at me. I might be completely, absolutely backwards wrong. And he'll be like, you tried. tried. (laughs) (laughs) On the other hand, if I think he's trying to show me to do something and I'm I'm so bound up by doubt and fear, doubt not of God, because that happened to me when I was younger, I would... I wouldn't doubt God. I would doubt that I could hear what God was saying because I wasn't good enough. I wasn't, you know, sanctified enough. I wasn't whatever enough. And if we're not careful, we will doubt what we're hearing from God for whatever reason, but it still has the same effect of of doubting God. Mm-hmm. You know, God would much rather have us try to obey as best we can and fail, quote-unquote, in in that because he can take that and use it than to simply say, oh, no, I can't do it perfectly, so I'm not going to do it. And I, there's a lot of people I know that have done that. It's like, oh, well, I can't follow God because I I know I'll mess up. Mm-hmm. My answer is, yeah, God knows you'll mess up too. It's all right. <laughs> you know, it's like people who say, well, I know I shouldn't be, you know, I, I sh- I'm a sinner, but I'd have to change too much to be, you know, get saved. I'd have to. I I can't stop doing all this stuff before I go to church or before I would get saved. And my answer to that is, don't let God change you if He wants to, when He wants to, as He wants to. Because if you come to Him and you say, "I really want you to be my Lord and Savior," then as God sees fit, as Jesus sees fit, there, there'll be things that all of a sudden you'll just be like, oh, yesterday I did such and such. Today, I don't even want to. It's like I never did it. You know, yesterday I cussed like a sailor. Today, haven't even had an inclination to. And yet there's other people who's like, Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> Sometimes it's a struggle you have to go through. But see, God can change us the way he needs to. 
I always kind of liken it to the, you know, the times when, uh, you know, I was little, I can think of, you know, like one time I had, I got stung in the bottom of my foot by a bee. And, you know, my dad had to get the bee stinger out. It was a honeybee, so it had barbs and it stuck and wasn't pleasant, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, he was doing that, and it hurt, and I was so focused on it, and, you know, he wouldn't even touch it, and I'd be like, ow! He's like, I haven't even touched you yet. (laughs) It happened with my boys, same thing. But, you know, we're focusing on that stinger or that splinter, and God's like, and we're saying, I've got this splinter, God, I need you to take this splinter out of me. It's so bad. This is an awful thing. It's terrible. The splinter is right here. It's 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 bad, and, and I need to change, and I can't do it, and I need you to take this splinter out of me. And God's behind us doing, you know, kidney surgery, <laughs> doing a kidney transplant. We don't realize it, but he's, you know, doing that. Said, so, oh, yeah, that splinter's pretty bad. Let me just fix up this major, you know, hole that's going to let you bleed to death if I don't take care of it. Sometimes stuff we don't even know about, God's fixing before, you know, he gets to the splinters. Mm-hmm. But he leaves it there because it gives us a focal point to realize, oh, I need, that needs change. That needs to come out of me. <laughs> and God's like, oh, yeah, it does. You're right. That's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> while, while he's working on stuff that really needs to come out that we don't even know about. And if we're lucky, we never will. <laughs> so, what I'm saying is, you know, don't hold yourself back from believing God, from obeying God. If God, if God prompts you to do something, it might be something little. It might be smiling at somebody, having prayer with somebody in the grocery store. That you, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, helping somebody across the street. Street, although that can probably get you in trouble these days. <laughs> but you know, being <laughs> letting somebody into traffic, you know, it might be something as little as that, or it might be something huge. You know, you don't know. Sometimes, what's really weird is the things that's like seems little to us, letting somebody into traffic is huge to the person that you let in. You never know when they might have just said a prayer. God, my day is going so bad. If you're really up there, just have somebody let me in here without having to to be, you know, a pain. And you're like, go on. And they're like, okay, God, you're really up there. (laughs) You know, we don't know. And you're like, why did I let them in? Dang it. So, just something to consider. Think about that. You know, don't don't find yourself doubting what God tells you. So, otherwise you might be muted for <laughs> a long time. <laughs> so, any other insights, ideas, input, comments? Silence? No silence either. <laughs> Jesus, we thank you and praise you and bless you. 
We lift up your holy name. You're worthy of all praise and glory and honor. I pray that you'll help whoever this is for to get it. Help us to get it, but help whoever it is that needs to hear it to, to get it today, Lord. Thank you for all that you're doing and all that you're going to do. Praise your holy name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sunday Morning Podcast from Church Without Walls of Greer, South Carolina. If you have any questions or you need more information, please feel free to reach out to jonathan.wagner at intheupstate.net. If you'd like to subscribe, please do so on whatever channel you found this podcast. And reach out to me or anyone if you have questions about Christianity. Christianity.